You're listening to Pondering the Bible, a deeper dive into the books of the Bible. Greetings and welcome to Pondering the Bible. I'm your co-host, Ken Corkins, and with me, as always, is my longtime friend and pastor, Rocky Ellison. Hello. This is Season 8, Episode 14, and as always, we pray that we're sponsored by the Holy Spirit. Amen. How are you doing? Hanging in there, doing good. We got rain. Yeah, we got a little <laughs> bit of rain. Not as much as we want or need, but we at least getting some these days. I'm singing in the rain. And then the high today was barely 80 degrees. Yeah. That felt so good. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, you can go outside and actually sit for a while. And After 110, I thought it was wonderful. Yes, definitely. All right. So what are we covering this week? We had a good good week last week with Chris. Yep. Uh, what's, what's on the billet for tonight? Tonight, we're moving through the first half of chapter five of Ephesians, uh, which has, uh, it just continues the theme that Paul's been talking about for for several weeks, he's just going to take another shot at it from another angle. Okay. And you're reading from the... Reading from the New Living Translation, all of them will be very similar. Okay. Uh, verses 1 through 14. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's peoples. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of the light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them, for the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, awake, O sleeper, Rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Amen. Okay, so as you said, we're continuing the thought we had back in chapter 4. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been there, but to me, this almost feels like, again, and I know you'll correct me, but it feels again like he's wagging his finger at us, saying, don't do this, because it's bad. Is that what's going on here? No, he's actually taking a, a fairly positive take tonight. The theme of, of these whole 14 verses is... I want you to do things out of love, not out of threat, right? Don't, don't love your neighbor because you're afraid you'll go to hell if you don't. Love your neighbor because God loves your neighbor and you want to be just like God. You want to be like Jesus. That's the theme of the whole thing tonight. So it's actually fairly positive, even though there's a whole lot of condemnation going on. <laughs> right. Well, we covered some of these topics and we'll, we might touch on it later, but a lot of this stuff was going on. We covered it in First Peter. Yeah. When we were doing yes, that. Yes, we did. A yeah. lot of the things that they were doing. And so Paul is saying, don't get caught up in that. Yeah. Because God loves you. 
love like God loves, yes. and you'll be better off. Is right. Essentially what he's saying. Okay. Do we want to go through uh, verse by verse as Why usual? Why don't we? Okay. I'll cover verse one and two. Uh, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Okay. We kind of talked about it, but we just kind of set the stage here. Do this for love. Exactly. He's still on the the topic of what Methodists call entire sanctification. Different denominations have different words for the concept. The idea of getting up every morning and doing everything you can to be more like Jesus than you were yesterday. Right. To pursue holiness in the name of Christ. And 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 not to assume, well, that's just not possible, so I'm not even going to try, but to actually struggle forward as if it is possible to become as perfect as Jesus in this life. So, but as we said, he wants us to do it out of love, not out of threat. And to do that in the very first two verses, he brings up Jesus. Right. He says, Jesus's act of love was the crucifixion. Yeah. Right? Jesus didn't go to the cross because God, God told him to. Right. right. <laughs> God the Father told him, if you don't do this, all of the world's going to be damned to hell and it's going to be on your back. Right? right. That's not how the Father presented it to him. The Father presented it as, we love these people so much, we'll do anything to save them, won't we? And Christ said, if that's your will, absolutely, I will do this. So that's the attitude he wants in us. Don't do it out of threat. Do it out of love. Outstanding. Okay, then let's cover verse three. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Kind of three topics that are kind of thrown together. Sexual immorality, impurity, not only sexual, but other impurity, right? And then greed. So, okay, why are we suddenly talking about sex, though? Because this is a perverted form of love. In one and two, he says, you know, I want you to do everything out of love, and I want you to love your neighbor like yourself. And there are men in the Ephesian church going, I'll I'll love my neighbor. Uh, (laughs) A guy sitting right next to me, he's got this beautiful wife. I'll love her. And and the, the world that they were living in was a Greek world, not a Jewish world. Sex was considered not a sin. That's right. a new thing for Christians, uh, Greek Christians, Gentile Christians. Uh, this idea that that love, uh, and especially physical love, is for a man and a woman who are married exclusively, not for any other combination. Is that acceptable? And 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 it would have been really mind-boggling to these guys. This is the home of the Temple of Artemis, the Artemisium, and it's it was such a huge facility. It was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, and it was supported entirely by prostitution. Right. Uh, And just about everybody who lived in Ephesus in some way or another made their living from tourists who came to visit the Artemisium. And so... Everything that that you did financially to support your family in some way related back to prostitution and sex. And so it had just become an okay thing. Right. It's just what we do. There are levels of sin and this one's way at the bottom. Right. right. Everybody does it. Right. <laughs> Murder's really bad. If I go make a donation at the temple, right, <laughs> to use a euphemism, that's not a big deal. I'm just, I'm just taking care of my family, showing my wife and kids I love them by supporting them financially, right? Right. What's really interesting is is 
Paul uses the, for sexual impurity, he uses the word pernio, uh, which is where we get the word porn. Porn, Yeah. Pornography. And you might, you might want to think, well, what kind of pornography could there possibly be in the year 62 AD? (laughs) And I mean, there's, there's no magazines, there's no movies, there's no internet. Yeah. (laughs) What kind of porn is there? Obscene statues were really prevalent and they were they were made in the fig names in the images of these temple prostitutes from mm-hmm. the Artemisium and the most prevalent form of of pornography was an oil lamp and around it would be it would be decorated with paintings of just every sexual perversion you can possibly think of. Hmm. And men were excited about these things. They were buying them by the dozens and bring them to their homes and showing them to their wives. This is great. Look at this. Look what this guy's doing to this girl or to this other guy. Look at this. This is am- We got to buy more of these and put them in every room in our house. And that's the environment that, that Paul is writing to. And he's saying to them, no, loving your neighbor isn't that. Loving your neighbor is telling him about Jesus so he can be saved eternally. That's loving your neighbor. What you, where the road you guys are going down is actually sin. Right. And that's a, that's a hard concept for this community to accept yeah. because this is basically their life. This yes. Is what goes on all the time, all around them. And so Paul's kind of, in a sense, he's whacking his finger, but not really. He's saying, you know, this isn't right. And they're like, oh, no. But yeah, he's got a point. Yeah. Okay, then we want to move on to verse four. Yes. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Okay, why speak out against dirty jokes? That's kind of unusual. Yeah, is that is that really that bad? Paul's continuing a concept that showed up in two weeks ago when we we're in the back end of chapter four in that what's in your heart it determines what comes out of your mouth. And so if you've got nothing but coarse talk and and obscenity rolling out of your mouth, that's what's going on in your heart. And mm. and in a in a few verses, Paul's going to to imply that if that's all that comes out of you, I've got a question whether or not you're saved. Right. Because light and goodness should be coming out of you if you have the Holy Spirit inside. So if instead darkness and sexual perversion and obscene jokes are coming out of you, I really question whether you have the presence of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, that's because you're not saved Mm. and your eternity is in doubt. So he's bringing up little clues that the Ephesian men can use to sort of grade themselves on where am I in the course of my salvation, my sanctification. The Pauline version of you might be a redneck. You might be a redneck. Yes. (laughs) The things that come across my mind. What's in my heart? (laughs) Funny jokes, not dirty jokes. All right. Then let's move into verse five and six together. Five, you can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Six, don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Okay, so does one sexual sin 
send you to hell? Yeah, that verse five is pretty strong. Yeah, you can be harsh. sure that no, you know, sexually immoral or impure person or greedy person is going to heaven. So if you've ever been guilty of that, and of course, Jesus upped the ante on that in the Sermon on the Mount when he said, well, if you've looked at a woman with lust in your heart, you've Terrible already right. committed adultery. So yeah. does that mean there's not a single man in heaven because Paul just said so? No, 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 no. It's not where he's going there. Paul is still advocating the struggle of sanctity sanctification. It's not up to you to become perfect. It is up to you to pursue perfection. And I love verse six. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. Because there were lots of lots of people telling the Ephesian men, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. If if you don't if you don't adopt these these new Christian themes, it's okay. Right. Jesus still died for you. You're still saved. Don't worry about it. And Paul said, no. I actually need you to worry about this. I need you to get up every day and be more like Jesus. And and so if you've already written off your personal favorite sin as okay, you're not moving down the right road. Right. It's the it's the work. Yeah. It's the work towards the perfection. It's not you may not ever get perfection in this lifetime, but it's the it's the attempt that counts. There's, we talked about that last week. Yeah, two there is value in the struggle. Okay. Then let's jump into verses 7 through 9. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of light. 9. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. So... Did he change topics here or, or what's going on? Because we were just talking about don't do, don't do yeah. this and that. Yeah. Now he turns around and says, you know, what's he talking about here? Right. He's jumped from don't have sex with someone you're not married to and don't don't be uh, a foul mouth uh, at work. And so now suddenly he's, he's talking about light. It, in the previous verses, that was the threat, right? There's mm-hmm. no one in heaven who is immoral or impure or greedy, you know, we, that's the threat part of, of if you can't live correctly, maybe it's because the Holy Spirit is not in you and you are not saved, you may have to worry about hell. That was verses five and six. Verses seven through nine, now he's changing it to, no, 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 live in the light, love People do things from the goodness of your heart, not from fear of, of threat or punishment or the wrath of God. You don't have to fear that if you're, if you're loving people and you will generally do the right thing for the right reasons if you love people. So be that loving light to everyone uh, around you, right? He's, he's talking about holiness. Exhibit holiness. That's doing the right thing for the right reason. So he just kind of told us before, don't do these things. And then in these verses, he says, do these things because you yeah, have, yeah. You've, you've, you've got the indwelling Holy Spirit and this is what should be coming out of you. Exactly right. Okay. Verses 10 through 13 then. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is a shameful... It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. Okay. Kind of sounds like the same idea. What's he talking about here? It's the same idea. Okay. <laughs> Paul, Paul is, you know, one of these, let me tell you what I'm going to tell you. Let me tell you. 
Let me tell you what I told you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so verses one and two were the foreshadowing. Verses three through uh, nine were the telling. And then verses 10 through 13 are one more shot at it, right? It starts off in verse 10 with, you know, it's don't do, don't do things because of threat. Don't do the bad things and and don't be the wrong person. And then in verses 11, 12, and, and 13, he moves on to, because I want you to do the right things for the right reasons. I want you to do everything you do out of love, love for Jesus who saved you. So it was exactly just a restatement of, of everything previous in the chapter. <laughs> the carrot appears, yes. apparently. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then should we wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. Verse 14. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Now, in my NLT version here. Some of that is set apart again, yeah. like verse. Yeah. What's what's up with that? If you remember back to the first couple of weeks, we said that some people call Ephesians Paul's song. There's a lot of music in in Ephesians, and this, in fact, is a hymn. Hmm. If we read Greek, we'd see that it's it's a, a syncopated rhythm, and that it rhymes, and that it's clearly music. And the way it's set off, it's it's to be music. Unfortunately, this is all we've got. Paul thought that this hymn was so common, so well known that everyone would understand. Kind of like Happy Birthday. Yeah. Everybody knows that tune. Yeah. But yeah. And, and this was one that I think he thought was being sung in every church, every Sunday. And so you're all going to know this. Unfortunately for you and me, it has not survived. Right. So we don't know the tune to it. There were probably other verses. He probably grabbed one verse out of it because it specifically makes his point for him. And it's a shame that we we don't have it so we can go back and do the whole song. But that's what he's doing. He's he's ending this this section on sanctification with with a perfect hymn. And and if you look at it, it's exactly what you and I have just been talking about. Awake, O sleeper, right? Get up every morning. And try to be more like Jesus. That's yeah, does sanctification. That, yeah. Rise up from the dead. Let go of the way you used to right. be. Let go of the old life. Yeah, and embrace the new. So stop the sexual sin, the greed, the obscenity. Stop all of that and live the new life that you've been called to. And finally, and Christ will give you the light. And this is something that, that I really didn't emphasize before, but you can't pursue sanctification if you don't have the Holy Spirit, in right. you. if Jesus is not guiding you through this process, it will not happen. You'll make yourself incredibly frustrated trying to live as a child of the light if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. So your your salvation should be in doubt if you don't have the Holy Spirit. Right, in stumbling you. around in the dark because yeah. you don't know which way to go. So if you're not able to do this, maybe what you ought to be asking yourself is, am I really a believer? And if not, what do I got to do about this? Right. Okay. That's very interesting. When I first read through it, I'm like, oh, another finger-wagging section of a chapter, if you will. But you kind of convinced me that it's more than that. It's, he's trying to give us guidance, the correct guidance. Don't, Like yeah. you said, don't do it for threat. This isn't the, you know, you're bad people. It's like, don't be doing those things because you have, kind of summarizing, you have the light of the Holy Spirit. And yeah. so you should, these things should come as part of that light. And you should be doing these things because you're holy, because you have the the spirit. And so therefore, we're pursuing the church word sanctification. We're trying to be more and more like Jesus every day. Here in Ephesians chapter 5, he expresses it all as, you know, the light of God. In Galatians chapter 5, 
same topic, it's going to come out as fruit of the Spirit. Uh-huh. These are the things I need to see coming out of you if you have the Holy Spirit in you. Right. Light and dark kind of reminds me of John. Yeah. Yes, it John. does. Yeah. <laughs> He's very much into the light and dark. Yeah. Okay. Anything else on this one? Nope. That's it. It's uh, it's going to be a fairly upbeat and positive message on Sunday. Okay. Have you given a sermon title yet? Calling this one In the Name of Love, and I'm not stealing that from you two. Oh, but well, we're going to hear it. <laughs> we'll hear it. When I saw that title, I'm like, oh yeah, that's going in the podcast. <laughs> So if you'd like to listen to the sermon that Rocky delivers, it'll be at our website at www.pondergmc.org. At the top is a menu called Ministries. Click that, go down to Sermons. Look for the sermon in the name of love. And this will have been delivered on September 17th, 2023. Where are we going next week? I'm going to finish chapter five next week. Okay. And we're going to talk about... If you are saved and and if you have that light in you, how does it impact your personal relationship, husbands and wives, fathers and children? Oh, okay. So practical practical application? Yes. Outstanding. Okay. Got a good dad joke for you. Okay. <laughs> it pertains to us. What do you call two men mansplaining to each other? I don't know. A podcast. <laughs> With that, I think we'll close this episode. This is Ken Corkins, Rocky Ellison, reminding you to love God and be nice to people. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us at www.pondergmc.org. There, you can watch our live stream services, listen to replays of Rocky's sermons, and find other interesting information about us. This has been Pondering the Bible.